0: You're listening to WBCALP, one hundred two point nine FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones, and I just want to say thank you, I, listening audience. Uh, praise God. Glad that we're here another week. Uh, we are talking today about developing a, you know, a prayer habit or a habit of prayer. And um, because we know that prayer is essential, uh, it helps us to <clears throat> to just have connection and communication with God. Uh, it helps us to clear our our waves of creativity because when you're able to just... Pray to the Lord or cast your cares to the Lord, then that means you don't have them and you're free to be creative, right? So often when I think about you know children, I, when, when you know uh, I want to start out with you know when something new, I think about how to cho- how would I teach it to a child, someone young, right? How would I begin to break it down to them? <clears throat> that kind of helps me because I'm like. Sometimes somebody ever explains something to you and you're like you're going to have to break that down like I'm a kindergartner because it's still too too much to unpack. So, well, I started thinking, well, how would I begin to explain prayer? And then how would I talk about the consistency that it is is needed in developing a habit of prayer. You know. So, I guess first I would teach, you know, about to pray. And I know I've been in situations in church where I didn't want to pray, you know, not that I didn't want to pray, but I did not want to pray out loud, you know, because um, everybody's at a different comfort, comf- you know, comfort level of prayer. And I mean, I've seen great prayer warriors, as they would say, and then uh, and then there's me. And so <clears throat> I would never want to be. But one day the pastor put me on the spot to pray and I was so I think just the very thing thought, you know, that I that it was gonna be my turn to pray. We were in a circle. And I knew I was like, I was looking at, you know, there's two more people, then I would have to pray. And then now it was one more person and what am I gonna say? Ah, you know. So I had to start looking at it like, you know, you're just talking. It just so happens you're talking to God, but it's talking to him. And I mean, prayer can be exciting, it can be fun, it can be serious, it could be uh, where we're asking for things, it could be where we are repenting. Um, It's just so much. It's so full, it's so rich. Uh, We rarely continue with anything if we don't enjoy it, right? So how do we make it enjoyable so that we would continue in it? And if I can uh, just maybe say we just have to do it, that God wants us to pray, and he wants us to pray without ceasing. And the Bible says that, you know, when you pray, right, when you want answers and direction or you're in trouble, you just start talking about your day. Uh, You you can talk about the condition of the world. You can just talk about anything. There's no rules, right? Now, the Father is with us. All of the questions the disciples could have asked Jesus, like, what are the mechanics behind <clears throat> no, the multiplication of the fish and the loaves of bread? They could have asked, like, well, how did that happen? Or they could have asked about healing blind Bartimaeus. They could even ask about, hey, you know, you remember when you walked on water and when you calmed the winds and the waves— But they didn't ask God, Jesus, any of those things, right? But they did ask Jesus to teach them how to pray, right? (laughs) So I find this, like, very interesting that something so basic and simple was asked. Um, Not how, like, wow, Lord, how did you raise Lazarus from the dead? nothing. They asked, teach us how to pray. In Luke 11 and 1, it says, and it came to pass that as we are praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Well, maybe they realized that the power to do great exploits for God was sourced by prayer, the secret behind who Jesus had to do with a powerful, consistent prayer life, teach us to pray. Teach me to pray. It never gets old, no matter how often, how deep, whatever the condition or circumstance. Lord, teach us to pray. I find that even now so essential in my life. That no matter how many times we can say we've had a prayer life, we always, I always end up, teach me to pray with meaning, with faith, with hope. So these men knew, right, like that prayer was central to everything else in their relationship with God. They wanted to have a prayer life like the one they saw in Jesus. I want to have a disciplined prayer life as well. Are there steps maybe in developing a prayer habit? Well, let's look at James 4, 1 through 2. It says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war. And yet have not, because you ask not. Lusting, scheming, warring, fighting, killing, trying to get what we need. When all the time the father says, have ye asked nothing in my name? Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. That's what John said. And verse 16, 24, he said, ask in my name, and you shall receive it, that your joy may be full. Matthew 7 and 7 says, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Now, here's an illustration. Just imagine a little boy was trying to move a huge stone. His father was amused and watched him, and his father said to him, Son, are you using all of your strength? And the son said, Yeah. I'm using all of my strength, Dad. And he said, No, you're not, son. You're not using all of your strength because you haven't asked me to help you. So it's so funny. It's like you're using all of your strength, but we're connected with God. And he's saying, invite me in. You, you, you're not at using everything you got because you're not including me in the process. And I found out a long time ago that God likes to be included in the process. And we get so busy our daily lives and things that sometimes we forget to exclude God. You know, maybe in the beginning in our morning and at the at night when we go to bed, you know, we might say a prayer. But, but, Lord, help us to be consistent. The first step is asking God for help. He is our strength. Prayer is simply that. It's simply asking God for help in all times and in all things. In other words, prayer is kind of like trusting God. Because you're not going to ask somebody— or pray to something if you don't think they can help you. Well, in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. That simply means constantly, continuously, we're to be praying all the time. Under our breath, as we walk throughout our day, Lord, look at the condition of our society. Lord. Look at how I responded to that situation. Look, just constantly lifting up the Lord, praying what you see, the things you encounter, the people the Lord puts on our hearts. Are we really being ready in all seasons? Luke 18, one says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to always pray and not faint. Well, when we think about faint, the word faint, it it definitely means, right, to give up, to get weary, to stop praying. Men always ought to pray. Now, if we were always praying, right? And 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 they don't and they don't pray, well, is it really is it a sin? If God says we're to pray and we don't, is that a sin? If God has commanded us to pray without ceasing and we don't, he who knows to do good and doesn't, to him it is a sin. The disciples saw Jesus pray and they, they wanted that experience, the source of his power. He did, they didn't ask for the secrets of signs and wonders or miracles, they went to the foundation with a strong prayer life. Anything is possible. That's that's why I say, Lord, I I want to increase my prayer life. I I I, I see when uh, Jesus was balanced. So not only was he healing the sick and helping the lost and the poor, but he also was in connection with his Father. He also was in prayer. So then we have to think about, well, okay, what are some of the techniques or key steps that we could offer people who are beginning or wanting to strengthen their prayer journey? Like, what would be some strategies that, you know, that you could use to overcome distractions in developing your prayer habit? So. I started to think about it. So model it, right? Sometimes it takes intentionality to model a prayer life, you know, for our kids or going into a, to new, a new year, you know, to develop a rhythm of prayer and, you know, making it a priority. Sometimes maybe we can set our alarm, right, and get up. 30 minutes early so we can have time for prayer. And, I, I, and, and the thing is, it's just really being intentional with it, planning. Like sometimes you have to have a plan for your success of your day because the day can really get out of hand. And you're like, where did the day go? It's over. It's dark now. And so if you're not intentional, like you would think like, well, I shouldn't have to p- put, put in my planner, pray. Well, maybe for a while you might have to, right? So we want God to to be to show up to be there in our prayer time, you know, um, and to lead us. Uh, another another tact, uh, tactic could be to you know how to pray consistently. So how do we make it a habit? How do we make prayer part of our routine? You know, do we as a family? Kneel together, pray together, do our children see us in consistent prayer, like how are they going to become prayer warriors if they don't see us praying, or how would they build their relationship with God if they don't see and hear us praying? I remember some of the stories my aunt used to tell, and you know how they would hear their parents praying, so it caused them to want to pray um I remember my aunts. Would every Saturday be um, on the line praying? My mom and her sisters every Saturday morning. My aunt Maisel was probably the initiator of it. You know, she was always on the phone with her sisters praying, and we saw that, we heard that. And even though my mom is gone and my aunts are all gone, me and my cousin, who she also witnessed it, we like, hey, let's let's keep it going. You know, of course, years passed before we got the revelation. And now for the last two years, we've been consistent every Saturday praying. And then that prayer caused us to say, well, let's try to get all the family involved at least once a month. So once a month, every third Tuesday, all the cousins, the family, whoever wills, gets online. And we, you know, catch up and we pray for one another. And I pray that it, it will even grow bigger than that to not just the first cousins, but second and third cousins, you know, that our children's children will know each other. Because if not, we're going to lose a, va- a, a vital connection of our family tree. Our family tree branches are being wiped out because we haven't ke- we didn't keep up the relationships. You know, and so we we have to pray consistently, and we have to do it where our childrens um, and grandchildren uh, can observe, because how else will they learn? You know, we we have to pray specifically and boldly. I think God honors bold prayers because bold prayers honor God, right? So we have to pray together daily. Um, pray. Uh, for the needs in uh, your community, your your church, Um, maybe even having prayer journals and notebooks. All these things are helpful in keeping a consistent prayer life, you know. There's such needs, not only in this country, but other countries. And we have the uh, Mass Ave, Methadone Mile, you know, I know when you drive down, you don't see the homeless there on the sides of the streets. But, you know, when you look down those side streets, that's, you know, we, the problem didn't go away because we don't see them on the, the main Mass Ave. They're on those side streets now. And we got to keep praying for a solution. We have to be praying, right? There's a, there's a lot of addiction and drug addiction. There's a lot of things happening, secrets in the family homes, cheating, uh, sexual assaults. There's so much going on that we have to pray. The enemy is very busy. He loves to hide in darkness. Uh, Another thing that can help us as well is, you know, praying the scriptures, the promises of the Lord, you know. So when you find a scripture, you, you pray it over your family. You pray it. It helps with your prayer life. Like sometimes, it, you know, I don't know how to pray as I ought to. But when I turn to the Word and pray scriptures like the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you, the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. May the Lord give you peace. Hallelujah. How many people need peace in their life? Absolutely everybody. So, definitely praying scriptures that we would grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Hallelujah. May you grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. That's Luke 2:52. So, we definitely want to pray, you know, blessings and scriptures over over our lives. We need to make more time for prayer. One of the things that we notice that, um, you know, we can have events in church and things and people come out, but it's hard to get a a, a group of people coming for prayer. Especially, um, you know, all night prayer. I If, you know, please email me and let me know if you're having all night prayer. Um, I'd love to love to show up. I want to develop and cultivate my prayer life, you know, and not just for me and my family, but I want to be able to venture out to those even God has put in my path and and to be purposeful in praying for for them every day. You know? And sometimes we think, well, I don't have time to pray for that long list of people I'd be jotting down you know, to uh, pray for, but we don't have time not to, right? Because if we don't, who will? <laughs> That's a good question. If if you don't, who will? And so God has placed us there to be able to, to be a, a light for people. And just think, look, but Without without prayer, without faith, without hearing the word, you know, all those things help us to believe, right? Because we have to believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so we have to get people to the place where they're building their faith. And how do you build that faith? By hearing the word, reading the word, praying the word. Hallelujah. And it's definitely going to help strengthen us in our walk and in our journey. So also, too, another challenge that comes against, you know, when people try to home in to pray is distractions, you know? There's so many distractions that try to come to your mind, you know, but uh, we have to fight through it. It's almost like, did you ever go try to meditate on a scripture and all of a sudden you you think or you start to pray and you think about, wow, man, did I turn that stove off? Did I turn the oven off? And your mind shifts to all kinds of things, you know? Your your shopping list, man, I need to write down, I forgot, I need to get foil paper and eggs. <laughs> All of a sudden, you, you get creative and wanting to uh, do your grocery list. I mean, this is no pun. It happens. But we've got to be ready for it, right? We've got to be ready because the enemy doesn't want us to connect with God. That's where our source is. That's where our power is when we connect with him. You know, we don't want to be lamps unplugged. So we stand there in the living room, but we don't have no light. We're not giving off any light because we're not plugged in. Well, then what use are we? And so we want to be ready. We want to be useful. We want to walk in our gifts. We want to walk in our call. He called us to be the light and the salt of the world. And so we can't be light if we're not plugged in. And how we plug in and stay connected is in prayer. Hallelujah. So I think that maybe we should end our segment you know with prayer. Just praying the word and praying you know the scriptures and 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 how to have a posture of prayer and developing your prayer habit. So People who have a strong prayer life rarely want to give up on things, right? They'll see possibilities. They'll see ways of connection. They'll see ways of doing things. They'll have the wisdom that they need. They'll have the strength that they need because they'll know that when I'm weak, hallelujah, God is strong. And then they know that they will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary, and they will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. They will know that God is a man that he should not lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he will make it good. And a lot of times we waver when we read the word and we listen If he said it that way, it's for a purpose. It's not to be misconstrued. It's not to be watered down. It is to stand. Then sometimes people try to bring confusion and be like, well, that wasn't literal or it was figurative. It's like, listen, does it speak to your heart? Is it speaking to a situation in your heart that you need to be set free from, that you need to have liberty in? The Bible tells us, listen, if if we have doubt, right, whoever has doubt is condemned. Hallelujah. You have to eat from faith and everything that you do and speak has to come from faith. And when it doesn't, it's a sin. We want to please God. If we want to please God, then we've got to connect with God and we have to pray. We cannot be like the five virgins who were not prepared. The oils, they had no oil for the lamp. They had run out. They did not have a strategy. What is your prayer strategy? What are you, how are you going to be intentional about it? I'm not just speaking to you, but as I'm speaking, I'm trying to get my strategy together. Hallelujah. How am I going to do it in the, when I'm in the car? I want to begin to pray. Sometimes my mind is just blank. Just looking around, looking around, you know, of course I'm driving, but you know, sometimes I I have the music on. I have my um Kirk Franklin station on and uh and yet not really focused on it. But how can I bring prayer into my car? Bring prayer. You know, I used to try to um have 10 minutes of prayer during lunch with my coworkers. Who, who, you know, also wanted to pray, to bring it into our jobs, you know. I know they say, you know, separation of church and state. I'm telling like, I mean, this is my own time. If you can take a smoke break and go outside and smoke a cigarette for 15 minutes. You mean to tell me I can't uh, take prayer break? Uh, I know sometimes when my back was against the wall, I went into the bathroom stall and began to pray, you know, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. And we're so afraid to talk about praying in tongues. You know, do you have an interpreter? You you know what? L- Lord, help me to interpret. Hallelujah. I don't want to go there on a soapbox, but pray, pray in the spirit, pray in tongues, pray without ceasing, pray, hallelujah, pray for your business, pray for the the will of God in your life, pray for what God, pray for your neighbors, pray for the alcoholic, drug addict, the murderer, the sex trafficker, pray for the prostitute, the gambler, those have lost their sight; those that are blinded to the realities of what life, what is doing, and the demise of evil. Hallelujah! So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity on tonight. We thank you, O oh God, that you, the list, those who are listening, God, that you would stir something up, that you would stir that gift up within them, O oh God. Hallelujah. And that you who begun the work, you're so faithful to complete it. And God, I give you thanks and praise. We're out of time. Thank you for listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. You have a great week. I'll see you next Sunday. God bless.